Hi, I'm Jamie, marijuana addict, and grateful to be sober for today. All all I have today, even though I've got two and a half years so far, I'm still, I know to be vigilant and maintain my spiritual maintenance uh, every day. I'm thinking about um, step 10, you know, maintaining my um, spiritual beam, on the beam. So today I felt a little off the beam, so I had to do a little more work to stay on the beam. I don't know, some days, I don't know what was going on. (laughs) Overthinking, that tends to do it. (laughs) And uh, silly human mistakes, that'll do it. There you go. And so what got me here, oh, well, first it was medicine. It was wonderful at first, but I won't hang out there too long. Because um, yeah, I had a traumatic childhood, so I have all the symptoms of CPTSD, so complex post-traumatic disorder. And, yeah, um, parental death early on and yeah, alcoholism. And I grew up with all that fun stuff. So I naturally I I turned to these substances that made me feel good. I'm like, oh everything's all better now after a hit. But then it took it took more and more and I had to switch strains because you know I got uh, adjusted to the um you know more tolerant to the levels of THC. So for a while, it was medicine for t- about 20 years, and then it wasn't working after after that. And, of course, I was de- in denial, like, no, I'm fine. It's good medicine. <laughs> so, but then eventually, um, I'd started developing more, more severe, like, mental illness, such as depression and anxiety. And I thought it was helping me, but really, I think it was making it worse. But it was numbing it out. And it wasn't working that much, so much anymore. Of course, whenever the pot was not available, I would be drinking alcohol. So, I don't know. I see that now crystal clear. Like when I was 20, I went to study abroad in Thailand. And their pot is very illegal and punished severely so so but the whiskey was really cheap and it and they didn't have a legal age so I was really happy as a 20 year old like getting my bottle of whiskey but then I still could see now the the disease because I was still seeking out a bag of weed (laughs) I went to a party island I knew we could get weed there but we we found somebody and it was really sketchy you could tell the the dealer was so nervous because <laughs> you get arrested. I think it's like worse. I think it's a little more than being arrested. The punishment is more than being arrested. It's like I didn't want to, I don't know what it was, but it's like you just don't want to get arrested for that. But yeah, I did that, and luckily didn't get arrested. And then um, so I'd, what got me in here was um, so the pandemic, of course, um, I was using a lot more than usual to cope with that. 
on top of all the trauma that I, I didn't want to look at. <laughs> it's no fun to look at that stuff. But I was, I was healing or wanting to heal that, but now I realize it was not conducive to heal the trauma when I was actively in addiction. So after getting clean, which was very difficult, uh, detox was something else. It was like first the emotions that I was pushing away came back like a tidal wave. So I had to be calling my sponsor. Luckily, my sponsor at that time was a nurse. So she said to grab something out of the freezer and hold it until that feeling passed. So that worked really well. But I also had to call the crisis line because it was uh, a lot. And I was bartending, too. So the the drinks were flowing there. And I was trying to get sober, and I didn't didn't have any other work, work options. And nothing that paid a livable wage. So I was like, all right, I have to do this for a bit. So I tried. I think I hung in there for a couple months serving alcohol sober before I just, like, had a breakdown and got out. Luckily, I was in the in, enrolled in the 12-step programs since the beginning of that year. I think breakdown was about September, so... And then uh, what got me here um, was, the, was that, yeah. And so, let's see, sorry. And so what, what it's like now, I'm going to focus more on that. <laughs> I'd rather focus on the solution anyway. Um, so what it's like now, um, t- after being two and a half years sober, it's a lot easier to say no and like when I first started it was like people would still be offering me things and I'd be like no I quit and there's now they get it so that makes it a lot easier people are get it get it that I I won't go back to that the madness and let's see and now um now I'm of service and they they were right when they said service keeps you sober. So I'm, I like to be tech host in the meeting. So uh, my home group, one of my home groups is together with love at, at noon every Saturday. So I'll go there and do whatever they need. Like today I was celebration coordinator. And that, that's always fun. And it's kind of a big meeting. It's really grown. But uh, we have had a lot of newcomers, and I'm always grateful to see them because the newcomers remind me of what I was like when I first came in here. And, you know, I remember my first meeting. I couldn't hold back the tears. It was just, I just had it with a, uh, yeah, just um, hit my rock. I had definitely had my, had my bottom. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to go back to that the madness. So, and now, now my dreams have returned. I, I had a lot of dreams and really good. And I don't have to worry about depression as much. I still have stinking thinking. 
oh boy, do I have stinky thinking. But now I have people to talk, who can relate, who I can talk to and go, yeah, I got that too. And overthinking thing, everything, she's um, overthinking my mistakes and I and just have to remind myself to accept it and to always pause when I'm agitated. I don't take action with so that we know we all know that doesn't work, but yeah, so sometimes you gotta learn the hard way, which I did. So let's see, the service definitely a critical factor, and um, knowing all the traditions, and I went through the steps, and I have, of course, I have a sponsor that has. I'm so grateful for my sponsor. She has been in the program for years and she seems to always know what to say. I was just drawn to her recovery. Just a really brilliant individual and luckily not pretty local to me. And I live by Mount Rainier, so somewhat rural. And yeah, lucky to have that. And now I hope Sponsee. I have one sponsee. That's all I can handle right now. But she's also gone. Through, I feel lucky she's gone through all 12 steps. Like I had a couple drop off. Go, I was ghosted and it was like, don't take that personally. It's it's never about, it's always about the other person. It's, ne- it's never about, I know it's never about me. It's about, it's about them. But yeah, I, I cannot. I know I can't keep other people sober, so I got to practice step three on a daily basis. You know, hand that over to the higher power. Like I, I have no control over that, so there's no sense in trying to control that. So, so that's always good reminder. I, I really do have to repeat that step three. Probably, yeah, on a daily basis, it's probably the best. I don't know. I remember at one point I was doing this step three prayer every day, every morning. And yeah, just to remind myself, I'd, I'd have no power over that, what's outside of my hula hoop. So keep that out there. And another thing that helped, really helped me in my recovery is going to Al-Anon or, and there's also adult children of alcoholics those really helped me. That was a big part of my step four was my parent, like a single parent who raised me. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard being a single parent, so get it. And But yeah, that, that doesn't help uh, the tr- heal that trauma that happened. So uh, yeah. I have a lot of tools now, though, to heal that. I have uh, I've worked a lot of myself, like got Reiki certified, and I do EFT, which is emotional freedom technique. So just instead of having to get stabbed by needles, you just tap it, tap those pressure points instead. I'm like, yeah, I think I'd rather tap those points than get, get acupuncture. So that works better. And there was... Um, tapping, like just, uh, it's very simple but effective. The, the tapping, if you 
type in to YouTube healing trauma and Dr. Peter Levine or there's several other doctors, but the the alternate tapping on either side of the body um, balances that really helps because and especially with trauma, we have I have a tendency to dissociate, which means not be in the body, like which is why I love to use weed a lot because <laughs> I didn't have to be, you know, feeling all the stuff that was in, in the body. I would be like happily floating away in a cloud. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, it kind of reminds me of sleep, which is probably why I love sleep a lot because you get a break from the, the density of being a physical in the meat suit and I really like that's nice but I know the I know I'm supposed to be here um, I know the work the hard work is here and I need to be here and even though you know, I'm still thinking about checking out I know I all right yeah, that's a constant work constant battle for me to stay here in the body and uh yeah just focus on service because it's not a not about me it's this is about um helping others however i can to be a useful person every every time i go to my sponsor for a resentment he's like how can you be useful how can you make yourself useful i'm like oh yeah this resentment the resentment stuff is completely useless, isn't it? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. thanks for the reminder, response. Like, so that, that's why it's so 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 important to have a sponsor and somebody you re- resonate with, and hopefully, you know, is working a strong program, knows the steps very well. There's all yeah. There's always somebody. I'm so grateful. There's always somebody to reach out to who. Not you know, we. I think we take turns freaking out. So oh. <laughs> there's always somebody who has a stable moment you can talk, talk to. And that's that's cool. I love it when people call me. Uh, like, yeah, it's just so rewarding to help others too. If if they have, uh, you know, I think it takes a lot of courage to pick up the phone. So which is why I'm that much more grateful when they do pick up the phone and call me. I'm like, thanks for having the courage to call me or text, even text me. I know what that takes because I've been there. It's, the phone is so heavy and sometimes the pain is so big it's hard to get the words out. Like, all right, so oh, what I'll do is I'll write it down first. Um one of the best tools I found for that uh, is uh, this, there's a book called PTSD Time to Heal, author Kathy O'Brien, and it's about writing. So it's very interesting how it's similar to the fourth step. You write it down. She says talking about the trauma is not effective. It's actually counterproductive. Because it just re-traumatizes, and then whoever's listening, they get secondary trauma. Not good. So she said, write it down, and then put it away for 21 days, and then reread it. So what the 21 days does is allows your mind to logically process it. So what happens is our our brain freaks out, whatever trauma it is, and it 
that's why it keeps cycling over and over, and so you're reliving that over and over, that whatever the trauma is. And that's, yeah, it's just it's like the pain never ends. So this method I found works is so highly effective. I, I like, can't help it. I tell everybody if it's, uh, I brought the t- topic up of trauma. Because <laughs> that, that was a big part of my addiction was, <clears throat> yeah, wanting to numb that pain. Like I didn't know what to do and talk therapy certainly wasn't helping. And I went to a psychotherapist. That didn't really help either. So I was like, oh, I got to keep searching. But I got to heal this crap. So this method, yeah, I've done it several cycles of writing the the crap down and putting it away for 21 days. I'm I'm currently on another cycle. And I'll just, just like the step four, or after step five, I burnt that piece of paper. No, there's several pieces of papers. It was very good for me to burn that stuff. And I'll I'll do that every time I'm done with a 21-day cycle. So I don't want to see that or think about that again. And it seems to be very effective because it's really nullified that, the sting, the pain, like, of... And it was debilitating pain. It was, like, something else. So, uh, yeah, so doing those methods, that method, you know, whatever works, though, whatever works for you, you know. And our following our intuition is critical, like, because we are all unique individuals. So I encourage you all to follow your own inner wisdom that, that what's going to say what's best for you and nobody else can say what's best for an individual because we're all so special. Um, but yet we're all we all share the same this common um, oh uh, with addiction and oh escapism. So for that I, that part of the the um, program the unity is uh, I found very wonderful such a wonderful part because. Before we were so isolated and felt like I was alone, I think that's why it was easy to go into the pit of despair. <laughs> so this part, the unity really makes me feel like I'm not alone. There's so many people who struggle with the same things, and it's it's great. It's great. It's, it's like it's like I found my family when I found Emma. So. And another coping strategy I have. Uh, so when I do get, I, this doesn't happen very often anymore, thank God. Uh, but I, I used to get into the pit of despair, especially early recovery. It was, it was very challenging. So I, I wrote down my coping strategies on um, a cardboard piece of paper and I put it on a prominent space on my wall. And so I would have... Because you know, in that state of mind, it was like very lo- very lost. I could not recall the coping strategies when I was in that state of mind. It was just it was just darkness. So, so it really helped to put that on the prominent space on my wall. And just a few things I have on here is um, listen to music, prayer, 
uh, smell some essential oils, meditation, Epsom salt baths, go into nature. That was a big one for me. Nature is very healing and non-judgmental. And go outside, of course. Uh, tapping, I mentioned that earlier. Help somebody else. Talk, reach out to somebody. That always helps. Get grounded. Go to a meeting and fill my cup. So, or nap. I would add napping. Like lately, I've been really enjoying napping. That really helps to reset. If I'm uh, if I'm tired, if you're tired, rest. Oh. That really helps, but that's what they told me when I came in here. If you don't get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, so it, it stands for halt. So I listened, and it was it was really good. Uh, they said, "Don't if you don't want to get stoned, don't take the first hit," which I needed that very simple guidance when I first came in here because I was just mad, insane, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it was just um, not not quite fully there. So I'm so grateful for the simple guidance. And they they said go to an in-person meeting, which I was terrified. <laughs> I got sober on Zoom. I, at that point, I was terrified of people, but the promises came true, and I'm no longer terrified of people. <laughs> I actually call, I talk to them every day. So I think that's all I've got. Um, Thank you so much for listening.